Dave Fryer. Welcome to the Reluctant Agilist. Derek Heathers here. Derek, say hi to everyone. Hey, hey, everyone. This is the last thing I'm going to record this year, and Derek is here, and we're doing it in video, which I don't usually do that much anymore, but Derek and I have always done our podcast in video. And we're going to talk about a couple different things. One of them is lean coffee, um, which Derek has been running a lean coffee for 172 years this year in Baltimore, right? So pretty close, pretty close. <laughs> and we're going to talk about what it is, but also how it's changed and, and what kind of things we see. I run one for my students as well. So, um, Derek, before we get started with that, would you mind telling all these fine people who you are and what you do? My name is Derek Ether. I am a solutions engineer at a small startup out of Sydney called Atlassian. Um, <laughs> small startup. It rules um, the agile world. I demonstrate the art of the possible. I describe... You know, I, I speak with executives and organizations, both private and public sector, and understand what their problems are, and then explain how a collection of products within the Atlassian platform, how it can help solve their problems. All right, cool. Uh, and we used to work together a long time Indeed. ago, yeah. and we've done a lot of podcasts together. And Derek's also written a couple of books, and one of them came out in the past year. Do you have them handy yeah. by any chance? There we go, yeah. Metrics Cookbook. Which Trying to finish really the great- Second what? You're Finishing the one? second edition now. Yeah. All right. So it's a really great um, book to check out if you're trying to figure out what kind of things to be tracking with your teams and performance and things like that. There's a lot of good tips in there and suggestions for stuff to pay attention to. Um, all right. So lean coffee. We need to talk yes. about what it is. I'm I've, I run into people every class who've never heard of it before, which I still don't understand. Really? But how would you describe what it is to somebody who'd not heard of it before? It is a lean coffee is a self-organizing meeting that prior or instead of having a predefined topic or list of topics in which you would have a conversation, have conversation around or discuss, those who join the lean coffee or attend the lean coffee, uh, they will identify topics uh, that they want to discuss or are going to discuss an agenda is formed the group that are their priority vote or what items they want to talk about first and then when you're out of time you have that confidence of knowing that the items that you've identified self-identified as the highest value topics have have been covered cool yeah it's kind of like a like a mini open space indeed almost Um, and it, it was started by jim benson and jeremy lightsmith in 2009 and it's it's not a tech, not just technology. Like they're all over the planet in all different kinds of fields. And if you go to leancoffee.org, you can see um, leancoffee.org. I just want to check the URL. You can you can see how they work, how to start one. Um, they have a directory there of different ones that are run. And I know in New York City, at least before the pandemic, you could literally go to an agile related lean coffee at least once a day, every day of the week. Really, all over the place. And and wow. obviously. Since the pandemic, everybody switched to virtual. Um, but you've been running one in Baltimore for a really long time, right? Yep. So started, it was interesting. I met Jim many years ago at an ag- one of the Agile conferences. It might have been the one in Texas. But, um, but I yeah, refer to that I, as the one I was really drunk at. Oh, really? <laughs> get, yeah, get in line on that one. But... <laughs> I wanted to create some type of meetup, but I was tired and lazy probably. Um, and in, in that I didn't want to 
identify speakers and have an agenda. And there was just a lot of complexity. You want to put a lot of effort into it. That's right. I wanted the outcome, but I didn't want to put in a lot of effort. Okay. Uh, and I found Jim online. I think I was, when I was writing about personal compound, I think I found Jim online and I found out about Lean Coffee. And I'm like, you know, this is, this is what I want to do. It was when I was at Leading Agile and I started it, at, you know, out of Baltimore. I'm about 30 minutes outside of Baltimore. And so I, st I started doing this Lean Coffee and it's actually, we're approaching a hundred Lean Coffees. So wow. every first Friday for however many years it's been now, so I believe March is our 100th Lean Coffee. And um, it's been awesome. It's, it's evolved a little bit. As we all know, with the pandemic, things had to yeah. evolve to survive, but we never stopped. If anything, now it's created more opportunities, more options. Once the pandemic subsides, you know, now we're going to have both virtual and uh, Are you going to keep doing virtual, but also do in person? Yeah. Well, wow. Yes. Or are they all going to be together as one? No, I found for, for the best experience, having everybody there physically present, clearly that's, that's the best experience, but also people realize, wow, this is pretty easy. If I just roll out of bed and turn on the camera, I can, yeah. I can take part in this versus driving to the coffee shop and, and all that. So in order not to exclude anyone, my goal will then be to do yes. And we will do both physical and virtual going okay. forward in order. So people, I want people to feel safe. I want them mm -hmm. to be present. And honestly, right now, we have a couple of people that are excited about coming back together physically, but then that would make, you know, if anybody feels uncomfortable, then I'm not doing my job as their host yeah. and the organizer. So that's one of the thing that, things that I'm wondering what's going to happen. Like for me, if you said, well, you can engage in person or online, like I'd like to say that I would engage in person, but I know myself well enough to be like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to stay home. And if I can do it that way, it's probably easier. I think you get a different experience, but there's some people that have adapted to this. They're probably better online or, or more open online than they would be in person, especially if they're not worried about getting infected with the pandemic. Agreed. Right. So it's almost as though someone's inhibitions lower yeah. when they're in virtual. I remember hosting them and I was always concerned that the lean coffee would get too big because there was this certain critical mass that if there were too many people around the table, I would see some people that were not the extroverts, if you know, the potential introverts, they would lean back in their seats and they wouldn't engage. And, and that, it didn't break my heart. It made me sad. I was yeah. disappointed because then again, I felt like I was failing them as a, an organizer, as a host, that I wasn't creating an environment in which they felt that they could engage. And that part of it was controlling how many people were there. Okay. You don't have, there's not that much in the virtually, if you don't want to engage, you just turn your camera off and you yeah. mute your mic and you're, and you can just listen. And we've been conditioned over the last two years that that's okay. You know, the, <laughs> You see people do that all the time. And so it's really no different with, with Lean Coffee. So I want, I want to touch on that, but then come back to another thing you said in a minute. So that I have the opposite experience because in all my classes, everybody's required to have their camera and their mic on. And I run a Lean Coffee for my students and I don't require it there. And so when, they're, when their mic is, the camera's off, I'm like, that to me is really, I'm like, what the hell? Like, how, <laughs> how is that okay? Right. Um, 
But, you know, we don't have that rules and people engage in whatever level they're comfortable. I think that's really good. How many people do you have in person if you're worried about too many? Like what's what's an average size of for in-person before the pandemic? It was 10 to 15. Okay. Because when I do them virtually, I'm getting like five to 10. Yeah. And of those, how many RSVP'd? Oh, I don't make anybody RSVP, oh, but I do okay. follow what's, what's been really cool online is that it's it's become like this group of people that like the same folks show up every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've developed this like rapport where, I mean, I really look forward to it. You know, like I know that I'm going to get to see all these people and catch up and we always find cool stuff to talk about. Um, but it's it's kind of provided that camaraderie that I guess I would normally get from coworkers. Agreed. So that's kind of cool. Because that's, I joined Atlassian a week or so before the pandemic really kicked into high gear. And so I've never had an opportunity to actually interact with my colleagues physically. Um, Whereas, you know, I, there are some people that are on my lean coffee, part of my lean coffee community that I have met and I've, and I shared first Fridays with them for a couple of years before we went pandemic. So we have that carryover relationship. And so, right. If any one of them needs something, I, you know, I feel compelled even more so uh, because I, you know, we had that relationship pre pandemic. Cool. All right. So I want to, in a minute, I want to talk about how to run one, but, and set one up in case anybody's curious about, but like as the organizer, what, what's the win for you? And we're about to start a new year. Um, people might, you know, think, Hey, that's a great idea. I should start one of those too. Um, what do you get out of it? I believe I'm giving back to the community. I'm just creating space. That's is I've done my job. If I can create a safe place where people can share ideas. Okay. And if someone gets something out of it, if they get an answer, if they get a question answered or they feel enlightened in a certain area, then. I've done my job, but primarily my job is create a safe space where people feel that they can speak and be heard. Okay. And that's it. If you just leave it there, you can have a a successful experience. If you go in again, being predetermined, like, oh, we need to do this, this, and this, this, I, you know, I don't want to create too many constraints in order for it to be successful in my mind. Okay. So that's, I'm sort of wondering, and it, it might just be the nature of the relationship I have with the folks that show up because they were students. Um, there's a lot of times when they just show up with questions and there might be a question where everybody contributes, but a lot of times they really just want me to answer the question. Uh, and I try to like lay back from that because I really want it to be the communal thing. But I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that yours is a little bit different than that. There's a little bit of that. Yes. Okay. Whereas it depends if there are, there are, a full spectrum of people that will join Lean Coffee or our, our Baltimore Lean Coffee. Anyone from what I would describe as that seasoned consultant, you know, that has years of experience in the field yeah. and they're more than willing and able to answer questions that somebody might pose. Sometimes they will pose the question directly to me. Sometimes it's for just, they'll leave it there and the group will answer it. And there will be a couple of people that will stand out that, that are really skilled and they and they can answer those questions. Okay. The interest, the interesting question is the recently a new person they joined. She wasn't looking for a specific question to answer. She was, I forget which country, if it was, if it was uh she was 
somewhere in Europe. No, she was from Austria, I believe. And she just randomly wanted some type of human contact. She went on to meet, she went on to meet up, remove the, the proximity requirement and found us and just clicked and scheduled and joined. And she had no idea what this agile thing was or anything like that. And so she's like, wow. It, but just it was probably one of the best thing coffee friends we've and had. contact. Wow. It That's really cool. just disrupted everything, but it was the most, again, it was a very, very well received lean coffee because we get into these ruts where we just talk about the same things over and over yeah. again, which is fine. But she really made us look at the world through a different lens and she wasn't cool. trying to, she just yeah. wanted some additional contact. That's great. So so how does it work? Could you go step by step through how you run the meetings or how you facilitate the meetings? I guess it's a better way to say it. Sure. When I actually found when it was in person, it was easier because okay. I would just, you know, bring my post-it notes and my Sharpies with me. And I had a little Ziploc baggie with these things. I'd show up at the coffee shop. We did it at a coffee shop. We did it at an incubator. Now, did you get Baltimore. permission from the coffee shop before you did it, or did you just like show up every? I did. It was interesting. We would. Uh, there was a running club that we would compete with for seating. Okay. We would get there at seven thirty in the morning, and this damn running club. I would see them in the parking lot, and I would run in to the coffee shop because they would grab several several of the tables and push them together. And I'm like, Arr. I mean, it was like the unspoken rule that. First Friday, this was our table, right? There's a little bit of a turf war going. Damn runners. Damn runners. But we would, you know, we'd have a little bit of snapping and and singing and dancing. Now, a little West Side Story reference there. Uh, But but I asked the uh, owner and he was like, absolutely. I mean, how would you feel as a small business owner that a dozen people would be committed to coming to your establishment once, you you know, one day and just buy a bunch of coffee and, and, and big yeah. goods and all that versus just sitting there drinking water. Yeah. So, uh, they welcomed us and, okay. uh, yeah. And I feel compelled to find out how they're doing because we were there for a couple of years, just yeah. haven't seen him for a couple of years now. Okay. So, so you create the group, you set something up on meetup to let people know about it. Yes. Yeah, so the meetup was an interesting necessary i wouldn't say it's an evil but it's a necessary thing clearly if you know just to say you're gonna have a meeting people have to know you're having it that's it it's like again it's like doing training you can be the best trainer on the planet but if people don't know where to sign up and where to go and when to go then it's a lost opportunity right so i found meetup it seemed at the time you know that would be the best course and it was for the longest time, it was free. It was because it was a small group. When you mm-hmm. reach a certain amount of where people are members of a meetup group, then it'll cost you. Okay. Fortunately, again, it was, I've been, you know, money wasn't an option. So that was the other thing. I never wanted to charge for, okay. for attending a meetup. And so that was on, again, I think it's, a, it's an excellent exchange. The cost to pay for meetup relative to the value that I get out of having yeah. this group come together um so i registered on meetup at some point the scrum alliance picked it up and okay. so i now say the analytics that a large volume of people aren't discovering us through meetup they're discovering us through the scrum alliance okay and it, it leads to you know meetups in the baltimore area and it leads to us yeah so established a, a meetup group right and then finding a place 
that will be open to you. And then, or if you're doing it virtually, you get a Zoom account or something like that. Right. And get a Zoom account, which again, each of these things are free in the early days. Again, it's just create the space, create the opportunity, and then kind of stick to it. We've been been fortunate. There's only been a few really awkward moments. Uh, When you open to the world to have a, a public meeting, anybody can show up. People have different agendas. So there's only been a few instances where it got awkward, where people came in with very strong agendas to sell or something like that. Oh, that would yeah. be not cool. Right, but it kind of takes care of itself because okay. it's not like people said, get out. Nobody but votes it just, for the sales pitch. <laughs> that's right. I, um, and, and yeah, so create a meetup, physical space if you can. Mm-hmm. If not, you know, meetup, Zoom. And the other thing is, you're worried about somebody doing uh, improper, you know, you can set it so you don't see the link to the Zoom until you RSVP. Oh, so, so you kind of screen them. Okay. Yep. I guess my and way of we, doing that is I only, I send it to all my students from the virtual classes, but they're mm-hmm. the only people that get invited. Right. The one I run. Okay. And so, so people show up and you go through, I guess, the basic rules with them and then everybody contributes topics. Yep. Set the initial context. And I have to be careful because you do this so many times, you start to forget. If yeah. you don't follow your checklist, then you're going to miss something. It's just, it's going to happen. So being present, uh, introduce myself. When we were in person, this was much easier where it was like, let's do a quick round. Hi, I'm Derek. I'm your host. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been doing this for a while. Quick, quick introductions you know, because there's always one new person and you don't want them to feel excluded. Yeah. It is harder. It's it's harder virtually because you'll see people drift in and out a lot easier, uh, ease, more easily than you do in a physical. Physical yeah. one, they try, they know when it starts. They try to be there on time and then- And they feel weird they know getting up it, and leaving. Right, so, there's yes. that social pressure <laughs> you know, of not walking out. Irish goodbye on Zoom and- not That's right. Worry just, about it. Just I'm out. Yeah. Uh, so, introduce yourself. In, introduce yourselves. I like to say I inherited this from the Agile Leadership Network many years ago. It was, hey, before we get started, is there anybody that's looking for work or is hiring? Oh, well, so that's good. Yep. Okay. And then, then we'll go ahead and say, okay. Before it was, everybody have post-it notes, Sharpies, go ahead and write down some ideas, things that you'd like to talk about first. Realize we're going to run out of time. Uh, know that we're going, to pro- we're going to vote on which topics we're going to cover first. So just be assured that we're going to talk about the things that you all decide are the most important things. And when we run out of okay. time, again, we're going to be assured to know that we, we have the best conversations we could in the time that we have together. So... Establish the rules, the process, and then reserve some time. Okay, we're going to take three to five minutes to start writing down some topics. Just okay. lay it out there and then be quiet. Create space. And you see people, they'll, they'll do that. Um, the part that has been very, very interesting is, which is it's very powerful, is managing it through you know the flow of the conversations through yeah. voting, intermittent voting, it were it was always a mixed bag in person. You don't want to disrupt the flow of a conversation. Right. At the same time, you do want to check in with everybody. It's like, do we want to keep 
having this conversation or do we want to yeah. move on to, to another topic? But I lay that out as the rules and then slowly creep my phone up whenever the timer was going off. And I tried not to, again, tried not to disrupt the conversation. But you would wave but your phone in everyone's face. I would. I would hold it up okay. and people would smile and laugh. Think it's, well, that's, I mean, that's easier than like, I have to interrupt people on Zoom to do it. I mean, right. there's no other way. Okay. And I've evolved my practice and it's part of my lead in. I'll say, I've been in lean coffee sometimes where the conversation was so good and powerful that I didn't want to disrupt the flow of conversation. And so I have stepped away from doing the timing other than, it's less rigid and more just reading the room to oh, see, okay. you know, what's the momentum of the conversation? Is there any dead space in order to not to say, are we done with this? You know, it's not about doing that. I'll instead say something like, is there anything else somebody would like to add to this? So it's instead of just cutting it off, just keep seeing, does it still have wind yeah. and it sails to keep going forward? So I want to ask a question about that. So one of the things that, um, that I have done is, you know, everybody pitches a topic and this is a pretty small group. You know, I'm usually got like, you know, five to eight people. Whoever's topic it was, uh, I usually ask them to kind of introduce it to the group. Like when, when we, if that one gets voted on, you know, tell us a little bit more about it. And then what's kind of just become an, a natural practice in this group is when somebody got what they needed, they just say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like we can vote when the time box, I still haven't vote when the time box ends or the person will be like, I, I'm good. Um, and then, and then we vote and move on. So that's another way you might, hmm. I guess. Yeah. I, well, maybe it's, I don't know, maybe that's a little selfish, but. Um, no, I, again, what is the value we're trying to get out of this experience? Yeah. And again, it just, I, again, I keep saying, I just want to create the space. And so if they want to evolve kind of the rules, but I don't see it that's diametrically opposed to why we're doing this. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm like, I'll roll with it. Who, if this one group wants to evolve the process to say, no, I think we really should enforce some, a time box. Okay. Let's experiment. Let's see how that works, you know, and, and reflect on that later. Did the time box work or yeah. do you think maybe we shouldn't do that next time? But you just never know if you're going to, who's going to show up. And I'm not keeping a list of, oh, so-and-so likes to talk about this and so-and-so right. likes this more. Okay. So I, I want to go over some of this stuff. So the way that I do this part is everybody contributes topics. I usually give them a couple minutes um, after I've reviewed the basic rules, just like you know you talked about doing. And then everyone votes. Everyone gets three votes. And whatever vote, whatever topic gets the most votes, that's the one we start with. And I mm -hmm. usually go five-minute time box, uh, three-minute time box, and then two minute time boxes until we get a majority thumbs down. So, mm -hmm. so if you're, if you're not familiar with this, what, what would happen is that after we would have a conversation for five minutes and then everyone votes thumbs up to keep going with the conversation or thumbs down to move on. And if they vote thumbs up, we stick with it for three more minutes and then we vote again. And if they vote thumbs up again, we go two minutes and then we'll keep going in two minute segments until people say, that they're ready to move on but you but right. you sometimes just organically find that the thing ends and you can move on that right because especially we never had a problem with topics when it was physical but when it's been virtual some there's that extra level of friction or a barrier of entry to get ideas onto the board that board what i've been using is a free trello public trello board and 
oh, okay. you know, Trello, whatever it is. It used to be like a an Agile Zen or something like that, whatever, or a Lean Kit board. Yeah, it's something. Miro. Yeah, I'm trying to lower or Miro, Miro or Mural canvas. Yeah. Any removing the barrier of entry for people to add the idea. That's what I'm trying to do, uh, but I can't ignore that there is a barrier. Because people yeah. are like, oh, I can't add a card. I can't edit a card. I'm like, okay, well, you got to log in. And it becomes it might technical be, but... support kind of a thing. Yes. And that yeah. takes up time. And so uh, getting those, I, where I'm going with this is sometimes there are very few ideas, very few topics that we want right. to cover given the group. And so we could sit there in silence uh, or disband partway into the conversation if they got the answer they were seeking in a very short period of time. And we just don't create more and more space for conversation. Yeah. Okay. So, so Miro's great tool to use online mural as well. Um, there's also lean coffee table. So I'm in a, in one every month with, um, with Jim Benson um, and, and Tony and Di Maria Barry, and um, they use lean coffee table and some, some great things that that does it automatically runs the timer and automatically does the voting. Nice. So that makes it a lot easier. Um, one of the things, like D D Derek just went through some stuff that's given me ideas for how to improve the one I'm running. Um, and one of the things that I did not learn about, I don't know why, when I learned how to do lean coffee, I don't ever remember being aware of the fact that you were supposed to have the space to capture things you learned. So I have a column on the one that, that I use for things we learned. And so if in Miro, every topic is color coded. And then we add post-its for things we learned in that color coding. So you can always tell what topic it maps back to. But the idea is there that if people have an idea to share or something they heard that sparked something for them or a link they wanna let people know about, we all put them on the board. Um, and then at the end of the meeting, I send a picture or a screenshot of the board with all the topics and all the ideas to everybody who was there. So there's some kind of, takeaway they have from the time that we spent together. Um, whereas when I learned to do it, it was just the conversation, which was great. And I was kind of responsible for taking my own notes. But I know that when I'm taking notes, I don't, I'm not really hearing what other people are saying. So I miss some stuff, I think. So I was just listening to you. You just gave me an idea. And that is uh, sending a screenshot after the fact. So it used to be, I would be as a host, snapping pictures, you know, so during yeah. the meetups, so I could yeah. share uh, with the community what we're doing either on social media or to the attendees directly. But that screenshot is that missing link because I did, I, I had early conversations when we went virtual and I said, Hey, this would be great content online. People could really enjoy this. Do you mind if I record this? And a couple of people like, yeah. no, I don't want to talk about my company. If you're going to record it. Yeah. Exactly. And so I was like, okay, I'll respect that. That being said, um, sharing that screenshot. Plus, you really want to listen back to the whole thing anyway, just to get to that one point, you know? That might not yeah, we, be a good use of time. So you're saying that you do that. I've used Lean Coffee for a couple different reasons. Okay. Um, one of them is the social component of the meetup, but I've also used Lean Coffee to manage a meeting. And because there might be, if I know that there was somebody in the room that is a stronger personality and will control the room. Yeah. Oh, I'll use Lean Coffee. Oh, wow. Same same process to lay it out. Everybody understands the rules. Yeah. But recently, the joke at work is 
no agenda, no attenda is what people say. And we'll do this with the lean coffee. What I've done is we'll list out the, the topics, the okay. agenda of the meeting as cards. We will limit okay. with, you know, we'll focus one conversation at a time, like we do in lean coffee or as lean coffee, right. but really enforce that timer in order that you, one, you can manage that strong personality and don't let them monopolize the conversation. But the difference between your aha moments or the ideas at the end of the, at the end of the link copy, the, that last column after yeah. the conversation is done, what I would use is what are the action items? What are the, you know, okay. what are we supposed to do after this meeting? So yeah. I love that last column. There's, it's flexible. This is a framework as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And you can leverage that last column to do multiple things. It's just interesting to me, whether it's an action column or a learn column, that that is the reason we do everything is to try to learn something. And when, when my wife was like a huge stickler for it, it's like, you have to have this in there. And I'm like, but oh wait, that is the whole point of doing it. <laughs> 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 to have something to be like, yes, I remember we had that conversation. It's not some random scribbled note that I can't remember what it was for. Yep. Um, I also find this is a great way to, to get people to network and provide support to one another, especially, I mean, we've had a bunch about just like, how do you cope with working during the pandemic kind of topics, not just about tactical stuff. Um, cool. Yeah. There's so, so there's that so range from blocking and tackling basic scrum questions, you know, like how, how much ready backlog is the right amount of ready backlog yeah. or how, you know, or how do I deal with a boss who wants to do time tracking when I'm trying to just maximize flow? You know, we have those type of questions. And then there are the more, you know, I hate the uh, the way they manage people at my office. What do I, how would you deal with, you yeah. know, just all, you know, I don't want to go back to the office. What do you all think? Are you all being asked to come back to the office? So it's just being a support network. Yeah. As well. So there's an information network, a support network, and sometimes it's also a, a cheerleading squad. You know, yep. it's about, we're not just cheerleading squad, but one, supporting one another, but helping one another. I, you know, if I can help somebody find a job, by all means. I mean, that's been a, a focus of conversation a number of times. It's like, you know, how do I get an interview? Why can't I get an interview? What do I do in the interview? Things like that. Yeah. Um, cool. So you're going to have a big celebration, I guess, for your 100th lean uh, coffee? What are you going to do? If, it, if the damn variants slow down a little bit, the hope is to have, uh, you know, like a happy hour, an afternoon instead of a coffee, have a, a drink, okay. uh, it, which is kind of funny. I did lean coffees for... I think it'd be a little more edgy if you did your normal morning one and everyone drink. <laughs> Start the day yeah, out. Those have to go, <laughs> go on to the office. Shots this morning instead. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, did, when I was with Naval Cyber Warfare doing lean coffees with them for a while, they pivoted from doing coffees to beers. So they yeah. would go to the local uh, O-Club or E-Club and, and do their lean coffee, except they would have booze. I guess we call it lean booze. But um <laughs> That's the hope is if we could recognize versus just let it go by, how often do meetup yeah. groups keep going? It is. Long. Yeah. And I'm wearing this shirt. So we had the unconference back in 2015. You know, that was the first really. I remember when you were getting ready for that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was such an awesome time. Just create, again, creating the space for this group in Baltimore. It's 
kind of like a coming home. If we could do, uh, again, another, some type of bigger meetup for a hundred. Yeah. For a hundred uh, celebration of hundred meetups. That would, that would be awesome. Yeah. That'd be cool. And so you brought up another thing too. If you're planning on starting one of these, a lot of people do them in the morning, but you don't have to. Like I, the first one I went to was an agile conference. Like Howard Sublet would always host them at like eight o'clock in the morning, which at yeah. a conference to be somewhere eight o'clock in the morning, I just don't even understand it. And I'm not a morning person. And I get down there and the first person I, I remember the first one I went to, the first person I saw was Becky Hartman. She was like, hi. And I was like, oh my God. Leave me Becky alone. wearing purple. Yeah. <laughs> you wish you wearing a purple tutu? Yeah. Yeah. And yep. I mean, they're all like, yeah. Early in the morning, and I'm not that guy. So I, yep. I'm much happier in the evenings yep. or the afternoon. But yeah, yeah you it, find the type that works for you, I guess. Exactly. So this is that's another reason why I started Lean Coffee is the meetups were always in the evening, mm -hmm. and I had a young family, and I had to travel for work, and so time with the family was precious, and so that was one of my things was I'm going to have to do this in the morning. We'll see how this works out, but this will not impact my family time. And so, uh, so yeah, whatever works for you at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's actually for you. You know, you're creating this space yeah. and bring these people together, but you're the one who's reaping the benefits of all bringing them together. So whatever is going to work for you morning, noon, or night, you know, just experiment with it. Yeah, and you said so. You said you you um, what you get out of it is is that you're giving back, you're creating a space. And for me, it's fuel for ideas. So I, when I go to them in person, I'm usually, I mean, to be completely honest, I'm scraping ideas for podcasts. So I would go to one of them in person just to try to get some kind of spark. Like, oh, that would be a cool topic. Um, the ones I do with my students, part of it is to figure out, I mean, I want to maintain the connection. I want to understand what things I'm going over in class are not lasting in their heads. Mm. So maybe I can reinforce that. Um, but again, I'm looking for like coaching stories or things that I can turn into a podcast or something like that. So um, you do, you do get a lot, you learn a lot from people in these things, I think. Yes. Yeah. And I believe we, we wind up in our own little echo chamber mm -hmm. uh, after a while. And so that's, what's kind of nice. It's not all, you know, depending on the groups we run with, you know, is it all scrum? Is it all Kanban? Is it all safe? Whatever. And it's this echo chamber. And so you bring everybody together and if they can be respectful of one another and you just create that space, then like I said, I think everybody benefits from the experience just from the, from the differing views. Yeah. Cool. All right. So I want to do the contact thing, but then I want to do the other topic. Okay. So if people have follow-up questions for you, Derek, what's the best way for them to reach you? They can reach me, DerekEther.com, Twitter, Instagram. It's at DerekEther, which is H-U-E-T-H-E-R. Uh, you can also find me via agilebaltimore.org. Okay. And I'll make sure to include a link to that as well in case okay. people want to come check out your lean coffee. Um, all right. So I am going to include this next part in this podcast, but I'm also going to cut it out as a separate video. Okay. So Derek works at Atlassian. I do not work at Atlassian. The bane of my existence is people that come to my CSM and CSPO classes and want to ask me questions about JIRA. And now I actually say in the beginning, like, I am not a JIRA guy. Like, if nothing, JIRA is awesome, but I am not the person to go to with questions about JIRA. 
Um, and I always say like, there's a wealth of information on the Atlassian website. There's tutorials, there's all kinds of things. So you work there, Derek. I do. And I'm going to make all my students watch this video. Okay. So if they have questions about how to use it, configure it, anything like that, like where, where should people go? So there should be a lot of different free resources, paid or and free resources available. Atlassian's goal is to unleash the potential of every team. Okay. Doesn't matter if it's a delivery program portfolio, an enterprise level team, unleash the potential of every team. Regardless of what flavor of Agile they're doing, right? Uh, regardless of not just Agile, but just how do they do their work? Okay. You know, are they Agilists? Are they, or are they IT workers? Are they uh, in HR finance? Yeah. It, it doesn't, it, it's irrelevant. Unleash the potential of every team. Okay. And so their products are there. They have all these different products as part of an overall platform to help unleash that potential. That being said, these are products. You need to learn how to use them and help use leverage these products relative to how you do your work. Okay. You know, change the product or configure the product to align with how to either how you do work today or how you want to do your work. So not change how you do work to align to a product. That's been a, uh, an anti-pattern I've seen for years, uh, even yeah. with, it's particularly with Jira. It's where people- so I, will, I want to I want to make a comment. It's like the way I always express this is if you buy the tool first, you develop habits to match the tool. If right. you develop your habits first, then you can pick a tool that matches them. But the problem now with being virtual is I used to say, do it with a board and post-its and Sharpies, mm -hmm. figure out how you work, then pick a tool. But that's not an option where they have to go straight to a tool. Right. The goal here is we kind of got the cart in front of the horse for a period of time in that Jira evolved over a, per a long period of time where it was an issue tracking system. Mm -hmm. And now it became an agile, uh, a tool of choice for scaling teams because we're, we have uh, world, you know, global sized organizations. And so these teams are interconnected and we don't have the ability to go to a physical board. What I do see over time is you're seeing more evolution of products that are stripping away the constraints of, a, of an issue tracking system or a, or a item tracking system where it is back to canvas-based, board-based. So if we can remove that and still provide that connectedness that, you know, that- But you're also scaling up too. So you can do program and portfolio level now as well. It's not just a team by team kind of a thing. Sure, absolutely. So OKRs, Objectives and key results are critical for organizations are very, very outcome focused, goal focused. And so the platform is evolving to encapsulate that. We want to make sure that the teams that are operating in Jira, Trello, Azure, DevOps, whatever team level tool of choice that the teams are in, that that uh, aggregates uh, up to the top so that the leadership recognizes that the outputs that the teams are committing right. or completing aligned to the outcomes that are important to the organization. So, okay. yeah, so there's all these different tools to solve the different problems uh, for different levels of the organization. Okay, and so where do they go to see all these tutorials and learn about the university and- So, so the, yeah, I, I don't think I had mentioned that quite yet. Well, that's Wait, why tool, I'm here, Derek, to right, help get you. that out. So the tools are there, but also, so, on the, ins on the inside and the outside, how do you get information? One, yeah. um, 
YouTube is a huge is a huge resource where there's all kinds of people are are the leading expert, you know, on different products. But if you go to the Atlassian website, there is a very strong community component that is free. And so you can create, if you have a, you can create an Atlassian account, you can go to the community site. There's a coaching, a coach's corner. So there's all kinds of white papers and tutorials. There's a global community where you just put your, you identify the product that you are, you have a question about, or even maybe the process that you want to talk about. Go to that, find that community, ask the question. And not only do you have the community as a whole that is willing to step up and answer your question and have a conversation around, but there are also Atlassians. We're on the backside looking at the community, answering questions as well. Ah, And so it's just like any message board. Free support, basically. Yeah, it's free support. And I see that all the time. I mean, there's also context-specific help, but you had mentioned we have Atlassian University. So if you want some basic training, you can get some free basic training or you can get some paid training. So if you want to go down the path of certification, then you can. Okay. Uh, but Atlassian University, blogs, community site, we've even on our community site now we have all these uh, YouTube videos. And okay. so if you're curious about there's a lot of free and available information out there, for, again, for people to whatever interesting question they might have. There, there'll be an answer. All right. Thank you very much, man. So I'm going to make sure we include links to all that. And if you're watching this, please do not expect me to be able to answer your questions about Jira because I am not qualified. And I won't be able to do it well. <laughs> right. Jira, and it's recognizing Jira or any other tool yeah. is not agile. It's not scrum. There is a tool, a platform. That should be like a little TikTok video of you saying that over and over again. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I, I describe, there's always, I look at processes, people, metrics, and tools, you know, and if you recognize that these are interoperating systems yeah, and they're all dependent on one another, uh, but they're still independent. Don't conflate. Don't believe that they're all one thing. And if I say this is agile, no, yep. this is not, you know, we just have to make sure that we understand the differences. All right, cool. Thank you very much, Jack. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for watching. Um, Derek, I hope you and your family have a great holiday, a great New well, Year's. Thank you, you too. And we'll do more in the, sp- in the, st- in the next year, where hopefully this freaking pandemic will finally be over. That's right. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. Yep. If you learn to work the old way, but the new way is what you need. My job's to make that